0: Wednesday evening and welcome to another edition of the D.C. Sports Rundown presented by the Sideline Junkies. We got the big man, the boss in the house tonight, BJ.
1: And and the boss is in a four-game lead. I just want to throw that out there.
0: Here we go. Here we go.
1: It's, it's a marathon, baby. It's not a sprint. <laughs> we talk on this show all the time. Yeah. If you if you live under a rock, I'm talking about our picks, our weekly NFL picks. I'm ahead four games, just like just like that. I was what was that second or third place?
0: Uh, you were in third place behind me, and then you be- we became tied for second. <laughs> and and now Big Jim is even past me, so <laughs> you I had a, a bad. You week. had a
1: you a subtle laugh.
0: <laughs> I hit a bad week. That's what that was.
1: Hey, man. I, I, I jumped out on a limb. I took a couple of teams a couple of times the last two weeks that John didn't take at all. Oh. So, that it, it, you got to take some risks, but they got to be calculated risks. You know what I mean? And I forgot what game it was. I want to say it was one of them 49er games. Everybody picked against the 49 I'm, I'm trying to – was it a 49er game? Yeah. I don't know. It, it might have yeah. been, but, yeah. But that that's why I'm four ahead now. And uh, now I can just, you know, make my my good picks. You know, throw a couple of bones in there and and try to take another title home. Here we go. Um,
0: <laughs> speaking of of games that every you know nobody picked, my beloved Washington Redskins, whom I pick, <laughs> I pick two weeks in a row. Beat the Detroit Lions Sunday 19-16. Uh, very special victory because it was Dwayne Haskins' first victory as a NFL starter. Um, it was also a game that I attended, first game that I've ever attended without any of my brothers on the sideline, junkies, without my kids. You know, I, I went by myself. And from the video, I have to share... Uh, a lot of the video that I went live and everything, very exciting. I've never been to a game that was that nip and tuck in the Redskins Pulled it out at the end. Uh, Jeff Driscoll, 20 of 33, 207. A touchdown, but he threw three picks, including a game-sealing pick at the end of uh, regulation. Uh, Scarborough, 18, carries 98 yards. Galladay was their receiving leader, four uh, catches, sixty-one yards. Um, for the Redskins, Haskins, uh, thirteen to twenty-nine, one fifty-six in the pick. Geist ten carries, thirty-two yards. AP ten carries, twenty-seven yards. Uh, Haskins had a couple of good runs, looked very good. Um, Scary Terry with a beautiful one-handed grab late in the fourth quarter. He had five catches, seventy-two yards. But The story of, well, one of the stories of this game was the defense, number one, which played pretty damn well. Uh, They got stops when they needed and if they could build on that. But, I mean, they're playing the Lions, of course. This is, I mean, this is not the Patriots, but it's also not Little Sisters of the Pool. So, you got to take a little stock in that. But the other story was... Why Dwayne Haskins wasn't in victory formation with two seconds to go, and a lot of people were in the tizzy. Uh, well, he shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been taking selfies with fans and things like that. Um, he should have been on the field, but he got caught up in the moment. What I don't understand, what I'm going to ask you, why is it such a big deal?
1: Well. First of all, I think that the Redskins fan base, this organization, people that cheer for this team, has to realize that this team, you know, I know people don't want to hear this, but this is a bottom-feeding organization and team on the field also. I just want to get that out there before I kind of say what I want to say about that situation with Dwayne Haskins. It hasn't always been that way it's progressed to that now. This is, you know, everybody was thinking that the Dolphins were the stock, And I think even with the Bengals being 0-4 whatever they are, I still think the, the worst of the two organizations are the Washington Redskins. Uh, with that being said, I think because there's nothing positive to talk about, they're not winning. So everything that gets done, if this was a, to blowout like the Ravens, and Haskins Jr. went off like Lamar Jackson, five TDs, nobody would bat an eye at him taking a selfie with a fan at the end of the game not being in a victory formation, okay? Now, don't get me wrong. Dwayne has blame for this, and he knows that, like KG said, he got caught up in the moment. It's his first win. He's been hearing this fan base, this particular fan base, call him a bus. You name it. They shouldn't have drafted him. We should have got Jones, da-da-da, this, that, and the other. He's a young kid that is is probably definitely interested in social media because I see him on Twitter, you know, reposting and and commenting on stuff. And so he reads this stuff. So he was definitely emotional. I think – I just think he got lost in a moment. I don't think it'll ever happen again. Now, if it happens a second time or, you know, doing other things on the sideline becomes more important to him than the game, then you have an issue. We're talking about a rookie quarterback that made a mistake that's learning the game That that the first half of the season wasn't even taking first team reps. You come from that, and He made a hell of a throw Late in the fourth quarter To get them further down the field You know I forgot who it was too Was it McLaurin Yeah Yeah he made That was a hell of a throw And not just Not just physically Mentally Fourth quarter We only need a couple of, I think they only need a couple of yards to be in Field goal range and they got a big game, you know, and they still had time left. The only thing I don't agree with was how much time they left after the field goal. And I know you don't want to take a chance, but you're bottom of the league. You're, you don't, you're not playing for nothing. Go punch in the touchdown. Or at least try. I thought they left too much time. I know Matthew Stafford's not on the other side. That makes a big difference. But anything can happen. You know, they still have Holiday and their other weapons. So I think I'm going to tell all the people that's making a big deal out of this, blow it out your ass. Let that kid live. Okay? Number seven and number 17 is going to be a special connection for the Redskins, for the future. That's the future. Let these kids live. You already see you've got bright spot, Terry McLaurin, not only is he the kid a third-round pick, he should have been a first-round pick. You can see he's special. He's battling with the number one corners week in and week out, and I know this is all subject, but I'm just saying, you're nitpicking about nothing. The kid got caught up in the moment, wasn't in the victory formation. You, I, you really think he wanted to miss victory formation in his first win? just got caught up in the moment. You know, and I just want to say something before I turn it back over to you. And I noticed people have been saying it on Twitter. Man, look, I know I give Alex Smith a whole bunch of hell. Because he's never lived up to the number one pick. I don't care what anyone says. He's never lived up to being a number one pick. But boy, he's a hell of a guy. Because he's doing things right now that he doesn't have to do. He's mentoring a QB he doesn't have to mentor. Because whether he does it or not, he gets paid. He's taken care of. He rehabs. And he can try to make his way back on the team, make a stink, uh, you know, make a controversy. And that's that's not what he's doing. So, look at the positives. Because right now, this season's a wash. Absolute wash. You know, I, I, I kind of got tired of hearing people, you know, if we win, you know, four or five straight, you know, we could be back in the playoff. You're talking about winning four or five straight with a Dysfunctional top and bottom franchise, impossible. Okay, bright spots. Take your bright spots and, and roll with it. But give credit to Alex Smith. That is, I, I love it. I love when you see stuff like that. When people don't don't have to do things that they're doing, it's it's just genuine. It, it, that's money right there. I like that. Give Haskins some, some time. They played the, the Panthers next week in Carolina. That is a huge test because the Panthers can put some points on the board. By the time you know it, you're down 21-0. So he's gonna have a time and a chance to, to show that arm again next week. He's only gonna get better. Get off his back. That's all I'm saying.
0: You know what? I'm gonna say this. Um A lot of people say, well, since he wasn't out there for victory formation, he shouldn't get the win, and uh, Case Keenum should get the win, but why would we give him the win? Now, all you folks that were happy when he was drafted because we didn't draft Daniel Jones, we got the man that we wanted. Now, all of a sudden, you're on his case. Just cut it out. Stop it. Because, you know, you're showing that you're not here for the team. You here because, you know. You just here because you're here. I don't even know why the hell you're here. Beat it. Get the hell out of here. But you like some fans are like kids watching another kid play with a toy. You don't want that toy until another kid starts playing with it. And that's what Daniel Jones is. But how many games has Daniel Jones won? That's what I want to know. Dwayne Haskins played 15 games of college football, and his stats. Were way better than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones should have been drafted number six. We were lucky to get Dwayne Haskins. So, going to move on from but that. If you,
1: but if you listen, right, before you move on, if you listen to people that are excuse makers for Daniel Jones, his receivers dropped a lot of balls at Duke. That's what you'll hear. <laughs> it, 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 you, you're always going to hear excuses. So, I, I just want to throw that out there. Moving
0: on, though. (laughs) Moving on. We're going to stick with the Redskins here. Uh, Monte Nicholson is uh, wrapped up in an investigation. Uh, I'm not sure if the young lady was his girlfriend or not. But 21-year-old Julia Krabby. She died nearly two weeks ago from an apparent drug overdose. After Redskins' safety, Monte Nicholson drove her to the hospital. Uh, A source told WUSA 9... That Nicholson waited for an hour for Krabby's family to arrive and remained in the waiting room until later that morning, according to the source. Uh, her family showed up at Sunday's game. They were in the fourth row uh, with shirts on that said 35 didn't call 911. They showed up today outside of Redskin Park and they said they will continue to show up to every practice, every game. Because they feel that the Redskins should do something and put him in time out during this investigation. Uh, The Redskins released a statement on the 14th of November, which is almost two weeks ago. And say, we've been made aware of the tragic event and extend our deepest sympathies to the family who lost the level. Our team has alerted the league office and is cooperating with local authorities. We fully support law enforcement and respect their process as they investigate the matter. I'm not sure. And I understand this is a touchy sh- subject. I'm not sure what it is that the family is trying to accomplish, but they talked to, uh, one family member and they said, I think he should be putting time out and take a break until this investigation is through. I know he's not been charged with anything thus far, but I think that is not fair. Okay. Um, the family said that they won't stop until they get those answers, and they're waiting. Uh, authorities are waiting on toxicology reports, which everybody knows takes a couple of weeks. Um, I just, I'm, I'm at a loss right now because they say he hasn't contacted the family to say anything. And the other gentleman that's wrapped up in it hasn't contacted the family to say anything. And I'm not even sure who the other gentleman is, but he was there also. Are they outside of his job doing the same thing? Because he didn't call 911 either. Um, what are you trying to accomplish from this display? Because no matter what, I'm sorry. Uh, lines of communication things like that that's not going to bring her back that's not going to change what happened okay right now it's, ha- it, it, it's I don't know what they want because b said it earlier today and I agree with it it's going to take a higher power to bring her back nobody on this earth can bring her back okay then Also, you you have to hold her accountable for the actions. Now, they said they found uh, uh, a piece of foil with a black substance in it. From my knowledge and from talking to a few people, they tell me that's heroin. Okay. Now, granted, if Monte Nicholson is... Wrapped up in this anyway? Did he supply it? Is he a user? Yeah, he should be punished. Uh, uh, not calling nine one one. Sometimes when you call nine one one, depending on how far you away or how far they're away, it could take them longer to get to you than it would for you to get in the car and drive to the hospital yourself. Believe me, I know. I used to live right down the street. If you're familiar with pg hospital for those that are in the area i lived five minutes away from pg but it took an ambulance 45 minutes to get my sister to the hospital to have my niece because they had to get there get her loaded get her straight and then get her to the hospital and it still took more time than it would been to just put her in a car and just take her ourselves So you got to take into those things. Some people are not thinking in those things. I'm not making up excuses. I'm just being real. But I don't understand what's trying to be accomplished. Because not being sarcastic, but it's above you now. Now, what if they do an investigation to find out he had nothing to do with it? They were just at his house. He came in. He seen her passed out. He got her up got it to the hospital. What if he had nothing to do with it at all? But, B, I, I know you, 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 we've only been talking about this the last two days extensively, so you, you tell me what you think.
1: What I think is that if Monte Nicholson worked at McDonald's, they wouldn't be outside his job. Okay? Um, and unless, who 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 knows for facts that he didn't call nine one one? Do you know? Who no, do that? Did he say that you know we were trying to revive her and trying to figure out what to do, and then we drove her to the hospital? So they are they assuming that he didn't call nine one one.
0: Uh, if uh, either that or they told them it was no nine one one call placed. I don't know how they know he didn't call nine one one, but.
1: And and I and, and here I don't mean to cut you off, KG, but here here's the other thing and your point when you were talking about how long it takes an ambulance to get there is pretty damn accurate. Um do you know where Monte Nicholson lives?
0: Uh as far as I know it's somewhere out in Loudoun County.
1: Then that's what and that's what I was thinking. When you start getting deep in Loudon County, I don't know how I look, I don't know how far the hospital is, but Waiting 30 minutes for an ambulance, an hour, depending how deep... Because a lot of the players live down that end, uh, by Redskins Park, out and about. So, waiting, you know, 20, 30 minutes for an ambulance versus going to the hospital. And you said he waited with the family at the hospital, right?
0: Yeah, he waited for the family to show up. Uh, And then when they showed, he was still there. But when police showed up, him and the other gentleman left.
1: Yeah, I mean... Look, like you said, unless they know the circumstances, unless they have a proof on tape that he was there, and, you know, I'm not saying he's not responsible in any type of way, but you doing all this, showing up at the game, and outside Redskins Park, um, well, you have to... Everybody's accountable for your actions. So... Monte Nicholson, his friend, and the young lady that passed away all had to be accountable. Unfortunately, somebody's life was lost, and I understand that. But our justice system and the way things work in this society is ass-backwards. Because until things are proven, people want people to have punishment. And they just don't understand that. Like you said, you don't know if Monte Nicholson walked in mean, maybe he let his friend use the house with the young lady. I don't know. You don't. You don't know what happened. No one knows what happened except Monte Nicholson and the gentleman, and unfortunately, the young lady that died. But like I said, if, this, if Monte Nicholson worked at McDonald's, outside him, Joe's air condition, they wouldn't be outside his job. They're out there because they can get media attention. It is, it, you know if Monte Nicholson is suspended, then what? The young lady's still dead. So, you know, until more facts come out, you know, I don't, I don't understand, you know, accidents happen all the time. As we speak, recording this, somebody died in a drunk driving accident. You know how I know that? Because it happens every, they, they have it calculated that it happens every, what, couple of seconds or whatever it is, KG.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it's like every 37 seconds or something like that.
1: Something, something like that. Let's just say, you know, it is what it is, and it's a minute. So, yeah. But I, I just don't I, – I don't know what's, what's – I'm like you. I'm, I'm kind of scratching my head. I don't know what they want to accomplish. Like, the, you know, they want him to stop playing football because this young lady that chose to put drugs in her body passed away. You know, like I said, unless you can show me that they were they they had her strapped down and they forced it on her, I, I don't. I just don't understand. You know, would I be upset with my love? Went, of course, but I need all of the facts before I make decisions. So that's all I'm gonna say on that.
0: And that's all we gonna say on that because until all the facts come out, we can't say anything. So. We'll revisit this a few weeks down the road once we get all the information, toxicology reports, um, fact finding and everything. I mean, we're not police investigators. We're not CSI, uh, but we do pay great attention to detail. So if we wanted to be investigators, we wanted to be CSI, hell, if we wanted to be private investigators... One thing about BJ and myself, if we want to find out something, we want to dig to find it. It's not no way you can hide it that we ain't going to find it because every trick you can think about, we didn't already know about it and we probably didn't already pulled it. So we'll wait a couple weeks. We'll jump back into it and see. But on to next topic. Um, Yeah. them wizards, them wizards, them wizards, them wizards. Uh, they won tonight. <laughs> they beat Phoenix 140 132. Uh, Bradley Beal thirty-five points, two rebounds, six assists. Uh, Devin Booker came in with twenty-seven points, two rebounds, and eight assists. Um, this has been a wild season because the wizards they lead the league in scoring. They just they but, sure do. They're 6-10. and ten.
1: <clears throat> You lead the league in scoring, it doesn't matter if you lead the league in points per. I
0: don't exactly. know
1: exactly. Do they lead the league in points per against?
0: Uh, I got to look that up. I got to look at the, uh, the look, look teams. It up
1: that... Yeah, look it up real quick because if they don't lead, they got to be top three. Here, here's the thing. 6-10, and ten, this is a, actually an exciting Wizards team to watch because they, they're scoring. They have no issue scoring there. Now the issue is defense. Let me tell you one defensive problem off the break. And I love him. He he has a huge heart, plays hard. Isaiah Thomas, every time Isaiah Thomas steps on the floor, he's a defensive liability. Because you get these 6'5 point guards, or you get a team running big, course, they're just going to post up Isaiah Thomas. Now you got to, they got double bring people over. They're leaving people old people cutting to the basket. Okay, that's just the half of it. So that's an instant defensive issue. Man, as good as he can shoot and score and as much energy and drive and heart he gives the team, he's a defensive liability, you know, every time he steps on the floor. Because people are going to attack him. Like I said, you got how tall is Alonzo Ball? You know, him about uh, six
0: two, six three,
1: six two, six three. So let's just say, you know, I'm trying to think of another point guard. What Kyrie six three? Yeah, Kyrie six three. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I know um, the boy in Atlanta. He's five five something. Any
0: the, the point guard, uh,
1: Trey Young. Five, I think
0: I think Trey Young about six one.
1: Okay, so I, we're talking about a hundred percent of the starting point guards in the East taller than Isaiah Thomas. Okay, so you know teams teams know that teams are going to attack that, but you know they got Rue. I love Rue. They got Thomas Bryant. You know they they they're, they they have to figure out something defensively. I don't. You know, I, unfortunately, I haven't got to watch a lot of games. I don't know if they. They're manning, zoning, if they're if they're um, if they're mixing it up, but they have nobody on this team that is a is a just a lockdown defensive stopper that you can put on the other team's primary guy and be like, look, go to work. And this person, his primary primary goal is defense. He's going to have zero points, three rebounds, and five fouls. That's that's what this person's going to have. They don't have anybody <laughs> like that. They don't have. They don't have. They just don't have anybody that scares you on defense. You know. John, you know that John, guy. John, John, John. I don't mean to cut you off. John wasn't even really that great of a defensive player. I don't think John was fast. He played John the lane. In the, thank you. John could get in the lanes and, and steal the ball. That's a different type of defense than strapping somebody up and be like, you're not scoring. Or if you score, you're going to be sore because I'm driving elbows into your shoulder. I'm putting you on the ground. You're going to regret coming to the lane and everything else. We're talking about old school, 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, NBA. But, you know, it's still some, it's still a couple of enforcers, you know, in the league now. Did you, did you see what their points per against is?
0: Their points are getting out. They're averaging four. One hundred eighteen point one. That's before tonight's game. Their points against one twenty point one. And is they that number are, one? They are twenty. Yeah, number two. Twenty nine out of thirty. Who's number one? I don't even know. Somebody's okay. giving up more than one twenty, but I know now they gave <laughs> the up one thirty two tonight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey,
1: look, Scott. This is this is this is. I think this is the type of ball Scott Brooks wants to to play. I absolutely think this is they, they got the right squad. They're scoring. They just have to figure out how to limit the other team. That this is this is where this is where coaching is going to come in because so now you have to figure out a scheme defensively to limit the other team to get you some possessions back.
0: Okay? You know what this does? What's this that? opens the door. For Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson ah. is your defensive stopper. Okay, go score all the points you want, but this is how we're going to play defense. We're going to play de- team defense because I'm noticing it's a lot of, I mean, you got a lot of young guys, but they don't rotate. And even in pickup basketball, street basketball, you got to rotate. If yeah. you're in the wing, and, you know, somebody drives. I know you're going to rotate to the middle. And one or two things going to happen. Either that guy is going to be able to take it all the way to the lane and take the foul, or he's going to try to kick it, and somebody's going to get the steal, and we're gone. But it's just, it's like they don't, and I said it before, we're only 16 games in. They haven't started to gel yet. Once this team starts to gel, they could be scary good.
1: Oh, I I, I want to agree with you. I definitely think they definitely you know have not jail yet because they got Hachimura now. That's a new piece, you know. Um, with 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 everything they have on the floor, Isaiah Thomas now starting. So I agree with you about the jailing part. Two, Mark Jackson probably won't ever see a coaching job in the NBA again. And you know, for for Blackball right now, for whatever reasons. You know, we talked about it, you know, on his show. And then if he, if he was to be the coach, you're talking about a, a, a whole different style of playing. They're not going to be scoring 118 a game. That's going to be a whole different style of coaching and ball, you know. Um, now, do, do they, can they bring somebody in, uh, a really good defensive coach, to kind of analyze it? If, if they're a good organization, which I, you know, they, they are, they're not a bottom organization. I think Tommy Shepard has done a hell of a job putting that team together, and I think he—if this is a good organization—they're already on top of bringing a defensive consultant. And it might not be leaked in the media to to know this. They might already have somebody to come in, be like, "All right, you know, we need you to look at this and give us some pointers and tweaks, and just kind of figure out, um, you know, what 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 we can do um, to get." The defense up to par because it, if I would be more alarmed, they, they're scoring 118, giving up what you said 120,
0: 121? Yeah, yeah, 120,
1: 120.1. Okay, I would be more alarmed if they were scoring 118, giving up 126. That would alarm me, but they're root for me. That's that's close enough where an adjustment here, adjustment there. And now you're talking about them winning more games. They're six and ten. I, I want to say they're ninth and t- last time I looked, they were ninth or tenth. They're hovering right where I said they would hover. Okay. Um, I told you I thought for them to make the playoffs, Bradley Bill has to average thirty this season. And right now, I think he is averaging thirty a game. Am I? I, I don't. I don't have the stats in front of me. I believe he's averaging
0: close 30 to 30 a game. Keep close to it. 28, 28, and a half.
1: Okay. Um, that that's good for me,
0: but but tonight tonight stats ain't added up.
1: Yeah, I I I think it's gonna have to be 30 a game. I really do it for him for the Wizards to make the playoffs, and I say to me their ceiling is a. They're gonna get they could get hot, score all these points, and sneak into the I say the fifth is is the ceiling. Because it's six and ten right now, you know, they can go on a streak if they can get this tweak, the defensive tweak, and 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 get going the right way. Fifth or sixth seed is the ceiling for me for the Wizards. And and, and that's that for me, that's good to build on. Because we haven't had anything for the Wizards to build on to be positive about. They just they just sucked. You know? Brad's healthy. I think he got got some got some more confidence. You know, I, I am his I, I love him to death, but I am his, his biggest critic. Because I know with the team they got, him being the number one, I know he can light it up. And I think he's I think he's still timid a little bit. You know. It's, it's, it's looking good. I'm I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. I really am. Because you can see this team, you can see the ceiling, you can see a light at the end of the tunnel if it's built correctly. Because like I, I've said this from the beginning since we started podcasting, I said the Wizards are going to have to build inside out. They're not going to get any free agents to come here. They've done that. Hatchimor, I love Hatchimor. I love when they sign Isaiah Thomas. They got C.J. Miles, Thomas Bryant, um, Wagner, Bertans. I love it. I love the way this team is set up. I love it. I'll have to step back off my criticism from Scott Brooks because he got them rolling. I eat my crow, put the BBs in it and everything. No problem eating my crow. Okay. I'm gonna step back off Scott Brooks. They rolling, they scoring. Now, here's where I always say about coaching. Can you take your coaching to the next step and figure out a way to get more points than the other guy to win games? Can they do that, KG?
0: <sighs> Scott Brooks can. He he but he he had more talent last time. But one thing I can say about Scott Brooks, he played under a hey, legendary what you mean. Coach.
1: What you mean last time? What you mean last time?
0: Okay. okay see.
1: No, 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 no. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you have that. Because if you're a good coach, you have to make do with what you have. You had, they call him the cheat code, Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook,
0: <laughs> James Harden,
1: James Harden. I can go out there and coach them guys to score 120 a night. Okay, now this is a test. This is a test of your coaching skill. This is a test to see what you can do. Now you got one of the he's a, I'm not gonna call him the top shooting guard in the league, but you got one of the top players in the league. Okay. You got a formula here. Now are, are you a good enough coach to take it to the next step? That's what it you, you, you're you're hovering right outside the eighth. The goal is to win championships. The goal ain't the damn eighth seed, the seventh seed. No, no. Okay, now, but you have to be realistic. Okay, it's, it, you got to take stepping stones. The steps here, steps there. Now you're scoring these points, you can win games. Now you have to tweet to see if you can stop the other guy. That's that's this is the mark of a good coach, and then we're gonna see if he can do that. So I can't give you, oh, you know, last time he had OKC, no, 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 no. Anybody could have coached that, and that's why I've been so hard at him here, like. At times, I'm I'm wondering about him, but I, 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 I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead. We on Skype. I'm gonna go
0: ahead and mute this and let you talk. Mm. No, the reason why I think he can do it because he 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 he's got a pretty good dag on coaching tree. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he coached under George Carl in Denver. He used to coach under PJ Carlissimo. He played for uh Jeff Van Gundy. He played for the great Rudy T. Um. Now, out of all those coaches, only one that has a championship is Rudy T. But I've seen P.J. Carlissimo do it with spare parts. I've seen Van Gundy do it with spare parts. I've seen uh, George Carl do it with spare parts and win consistently. So it's possible if he doesn't know what he's doing, hell, pick up the phone and call. But he can get this team right. Me personally, now you talk about biggest critics. I am Scott Brooks's biggest critic. That's because I'm just trying to get Mark Jackson in here. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Wizards win games 87 85. But if they, if they win 87 85, but they're winning 60 to 65 games a season, who the hell cares? I don't know. Defense is sexy to me. I don't know about anybody else. It's not about the dunks. And they got a Hachimura cam that, you know, whenever he goes in for a dunk, and I love it. But defense is even more sexier to me. A block that starts a break, that starts, I mean, that uh, it's a block that starts to break that gets him that dunk. That's the sexy play, not just the dunk, what started. But defensively, I don't, I think Scott Brooks can do it. But I'm not 100% sure that he can. I'm, I'm going to say I'm 64% sure that he can do. But that's just my opinion.
1: Well, this Today's NBA, this 2019 NBA, is not the same NBA you and I grew up watching. But the Knicks, you know, play physical defense. This is not that. The Wizards are playing the, this style of NBA ball. And... Defense has to be played in spurts and in and, 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 and particular plays. But what you're talking about, 85 to 95, right now, that's over in the NBA. If you're not scoring, because we're in the age of dribble, 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 step back three, dribble, 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 step back three, dribble, 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 step back three, dribble, 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 step dribble, 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 step back, dribble. You know, and that's, it is what it is. You know, um, you got you know a more European flavor. And that's what that's what the NBA wants. They don't want that 78, 79 game that, that the Knicks and the Miami Heat used to play, where it's just ugly. You know, nobody can get to the lane because you got Zoe on one side, you got Patrick you on the other side, Oakley, you know, you got a force, you come to the lane and you got a shoulder in your ribs. You know, you don't have that anymore. That's over. Right now, you got half pace, running, gun, ball. You got NBA. You got NBA live on arcade right now. That's what you got. Nobody gets tired. Run up and down the damn court. You don't have to. You know, you don't have to have it. Uh, you now you have to have the shot at the top to release the button. You don't have to do that. You can just flick the damn controller. It's going in.
0: Uh, that I'm going right <laughs> to stop you right there because we still got that 85 and not even 85. We still got that 79 to I'll say 99 type game going. It's just saying it's physical because, you know, they cry babies now. But uh, uh, Tom Thibodeau, that's how the Bulls won so many games under him because of defense. They played lockdown defense. They won games 87, 81. They, bet they, they Their pride was holding teams under 90 points but scoring 95. That was the pride. The only reason why those teams didn't win championships, number one, Miami had to come to Chicago. and I'm, I'm not saying this because I'm a Bulls fan and I know it's totally off subject, but the Bulls were cheated out of those series. They didn't get the foul calls. They didn't get uh, 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 anything. They they had home cooking. Would we'll go up two games, and all of a sudden they win four. Come on now. We can go back and look I at would, the tape, and I can show it.
1: I, I wish I had my violin with me. I really do. I have. I have a nice violin for you too. It's it's, it's gold plated, gold plated, platinum strings. Then you because this is you you say because not because I'm a Bulls fan. Then you go into the violin part.
0: Because on, I'm let, telling the truth.
1: Let me read something to you. We're going to take a minute and read the scores from Wednesday, November 20th, in the NBA. The Wizards over the Spurs, 138-132. to 132. The Clippers over the Celtics, 107-104. The Nuggets beat the Rockets, 105-95. Jazz over the Timberwolves, 103-95. Bulls, Pistons, 109-89. Bucks 135 over the Hawks, 127 Nets, 101 to 91 over the Hornets, Mavs 142 to 94 over the Warriors, the Heat 124 to 100 over the Cavs, Raptors 113 to 97, 76 is over the Knicks, 109 104. Those scores I just read to you, KG. What do you what you got? What you what you notice in there?
0: Nobody plays defense. Next.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, now I, I, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this because I, I, wa- I want to go to the Detroit Chicago game. I'm trying to see if they'll give me the. Uh, okay. Here we go. It's not because the Pistons didn't put up the shots. Chicago shot 43% field goal, 39 to 91. The, the Pistons shot 34%, 28 to 83. It's not because a defense. Three point, they were 24% 80 to thirty three. Chicago was 14 to 27, 52%. What I'm trying to point, I'm trying to make is they're taking the same amount of shots. The only reason why you're getting these, these 89 and 95 scores, it's because the ball ain't going in. uh uh-huh. The ball ain't going in. Now, hold on, Rockets. Rockets. 42%. They score 95 points. You know they go for 120 every night. Right. 42% from the field, 32% from three-pointers. They, they were 12 of 38. If they make a normal amount of three-pointers, we're talking about the Rockets winning, 118 and 105. 20 turnovers. Why? Because we dribble, 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 shoot. Dribble, 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 shoot. Human beings, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to be on every night. True. They're they're consistent, but you're not going to be on every night. So.
0: But you also got to realize nobody works inside out anymore. It's outside in back outside.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Everything is. Everybody wants to be a jump shooter. Now, speaking from personal experience, can I be a jump shooter? Yes, I can, if I want to, because I can play the European style, but I prefer to bang on the blocks. But when I got somebody else that I'm playing with that bangs on the blocks too, I'm like, nah, we'll rotate, because both of us don't need to clog the lane. You go down there, you bang. I'm going to feed you, and you go ahead and bang. But we're going to work outside in and that we're going to grind it down and win if you notice the shot percentage is the shot volume has gone up over the years but the shot percentage has gone down it has gone (laughs) down (laughs) because guys are taking ill-advised shot exactly
1: and that's what I'm saying shot volume is up now we just just read a stat that Chris Duhon has more three-pointers than Larry Legend in his career why? Because it's a different game today. That 70-to-70-something that 70 70 game, that 83-to-77 game, that's over. Unless both teams are just having a bad night shooting. But I guarantee you, even even if it's in the 80s, both teams attempted almost 43-pointers that just didn't go in. So I understand what you're saying. Because like I said, we watch that style of ball. You know what I'm saying? We watch the Chicago Bulls win championships, winning eight, scoring eighty-something points,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: playing and playing ferocious defense. We watch that. We watch that half-court pace. That you know, the Shaquille O'Neal pace. We Watch
0: that. If you notice, I say it every year. I say it about Mike D'Antoni's teams. You can run and gun all you want, all eighty-two games of the season. But when you come to that second season, if you don't have a half-court set, You're not going to win a championship because you got to slow the ball down in the playoffs because you got to preserve everybody, but you got to wear that team down. Them guys can run and gun, too. But you got to know when it's time to run and gun and when it's time to go ahead and let's play stall ball. Nobody does that anymore. It's not many coaches that do that. They let these guys play street ball now. Run up and down the court, shoot long range. Now, Trey Young, Steph. Steph. Okay, those guys—they hit it. Those are guys that come in the gym, and you know you got to just give them the ball because they—they—they they, they gonna be lights out. Get, get, get them the ball to move out the way. But you got guys like Tristan Thompson shooting threes now. Tristan Thompson should never attempt a damn three. <laughs> Tristan you know Thompson what? is the same cat. Go
1: ahead. No, I'm sorry. I don't know why I read Wednesday, November twentieth. I guess the Bleacher Report app is because today is the twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. But but my, you know, I don't know if anybody else Bleacher Report's been acting up for me lately. I don't know what's going on. Okay, now I got it up. I got it up. Okay, no, I'm sorry, brother. They just that that puzzled me. So go go right ahead.
0: But Tristan Thompson. Now you want once again you want to talk about critics. I'm a huge <laughs> critic of his because, dude, as big as you are, in the finals, you showed nothing. I expected a double-double out of you. And I mean a poor man's double-double. Give me a 10-10. and 10. But I want a double-digit rebounds from you against the Warriors. I couldn't yeah, even he get, get that.
1: He, he getting paid like he should be getting 20 and 15 every night.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And then to your point about Chris Duhon, him... Uh, But you also got to realize this. Larry Bird, the NBA didn't institute the three-point line until 1982. Larry Bird came in the league in 79. And still, and everybody equates uh, Steph passing his numbers, um, Duhan Pat, oh, Larry Bird wasn't that good. I would take Larry Bird, even with the back issues, over 97, 98% of the players in the league right now. Not because I'm a Larry Legend lover. But Larry Bird to tell you straight, yeah, I'm going to score 50 tonight with my left hand and go out and do it. Oh, yeah, my last shot going to be from the trainer's lap. What did he do? He did it. I don't I, see guys I mean, coming out backing that up now.
1: You see, I don't, I don't trip off of people that don't know the history, don't respect their history. When you're talking about the NFL, the NBA, any league. Because me and you both know if Larry Bird was playing now if um John Paxton Craig Hodges any any mark price any three-point specialist you can name coming up Rex Chapman their numbers would be off the off the the chart they would they would have double what they had now if they played in this NBA I respect these guys I respect their numbers. I just know it, I know it's a different game from, from what I watched growing up. I, you, you Once you understand that and put that in perspective and know that you still had great shooters, one of the best being Larry Bird, pure shooters, DC, you know, Bullets, Rex Chapman, you got Mark Price, you know, um, Hell, we don't even have to go back that far. Stoyakovich, Mm -hmm. early two thousands. You don't have to go back that far. I just saw a clip on Stoyakovich. You know, you talking about guys like that? They play in today's NBA. Their numbers will be up. So I I don't trip off of that, bro. You know, those are people that don't know the history, don't respect it. That's not people. We we we. Those are we'll be we'll be uh, above those people.
0: But I'm just saying, look, we need to go take a break because we didn't we, we didn't burn these people's ears off with NBA talk <laughs> and got me a little started with no defense. But we're going to take a break. Uh, the next voice you'll hear will be the man sitting beside me here. BJ, you'll hear his melodious voice with our ad from Anchor. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. And just like that, we are back. Um, Today being November 27th, going into the 28th. Um, couldn't let the day go by without remembering a big part of risk and history. In just a short time, three seasons, uh, this gentleman, this man, this beast, what we all collectively call the Meast, Sean Taylor, has... He touched a whole entire generation that imitates everything about him. Um, from the way he wore his pads, the uh the white tape on the helmet, um uh, that was on his face mask. Uh twelve years ago today we lost him. Uh to a home invasion, census act of violence. Uh I, I I don't even know where to start and
1: well, well, let me, I know, I know, I know this hits you hard. You know, it, it it should hit but the thing is not just a Redskin fan, it should hit any football fan hard. If you enjoy the game of football and you enjoy just great play, if you if you understand when a generational talent comes through. When I say a generational talent, y'all know I'm hard on Giving people that superstar level talent. Okay. Sean Taylor was a generational talent. When I say that, if you don't understand what I mean by that, I mean that you put this man at safety on a team with a, a, a let's say a D plus rated defense, that defense now becomes a B-rated defense. Just the one it, 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 if you don't you have to understand the significance of that because we're talking about eleven people we're talking about a game where you're only as strong as the weakest link when Sean Taylor stepped on that field, he became the strongest league and he reversed that saying. because now the team was as strong as him i Ed Reed, of course, Troy Polamalu, the range Sean Taylor had, going sideline to sideline in the passing game, you would see, you could tell he influenced and affected the passing game because whether it was number 36 or 21, you had to figure out where he was before he you threw the ball. Because somebody would be wide open and this man would come from the other side of the field and, and make an effortless interception. Okay? And then we're not just talking about pads. We're talking about one game. This is basically a linebacker with pads with the speed of a uh, 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 elite kick returner. Okay? Now, the speed speed doesn't always show up in 40 times. We're talking about game speed. You can run a 4.740 and get out there and have game quickness that cannot be measured. Okay? This kid was special. It hurts every, every year this comes up. It hurts. It hurts to know that there were cowards that were at his house I believe at a pool party, and basically said, You know, we're going to take, come back and take this stuff. This man opened his home to his killers. And it's just a testament to the type of person he was. The hell with the player. I think we could talk hours about the player because I believe in the three short seasons, that was a surefire Hall of Famer. He's dealing with some injuries. You know, he was nicked up. And even at 80%, he was still probably top three safety in the league. So um, I always say this, too. As unfortunate as an event that was, the only person on the face of this earth that could have led that team through that time, was Joseph Jackson Gibbs. That's the only person that could have led that team through that time. They needed him. And everything happens for a reason. I understand that. Is It's bigger powers than what we understand. Everybody has their purpose. But Joe Jackson Gibbs was there for a reason. I'm telling you. They couldn't have got through that without him. And if you ever wonder why Clinton Portis, Santana Moss, Chris Cooley, that's why they're so beloved right now because that's the team that trotted out after Sean Taylor's death. They had to play through that. That's why those guys have cemented their place as Redskin legends. Did they win anything? No. No, they didn't. But tragedy, bring this team, this organization, this fan base, and the fan bases across the NFL. Because whether you're a Dallas fan, Giants, Eagles, that was a special player. That was a special kid on the field and off the field. So this November 27th, I'll never forget where I was. Um, when I heard he got shot and I heard it was in the leg and I said, hopefully he'll pull through. It was in the leg, you know, you know, he, you know, get out of that. And then I think I woke up and the news reported that he had passed. And I just couldn't believe it. Absolutely. I just, I, I was stunned absolutely stunned. there has been a few times in my life where where you're stunned to the point where you really can't move or talk. Stuart Scott's death was one of those. It just, I, I, I grew up watching that man on TV, saying his sayings and to hear that he passed, that was another moment. So um, KG, I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, I think I've said enough man i it's just like I said I could go on on, but I'm not and
0: um uh,
1: it's on you bro
0: well uh you you talk about uh where you were i uh, i was I was working at night at the time, and I heard you got shot, and I was like, okay, it's the leg. it's okay, you just got a mend rehab hopefully didn't you know, shatter any bones anything. Then they said it it was his femoral artery. And they said he was getting better. I had just walked in the house from an overnight shift. And my TV stayed on ESPN at that time. And before I heard on ESPN, because it was down low, I was setting my stuff down. I was home alone. I lived by myself at the time. And my mother called me from work. And told me he passed. I said, No, 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 no. That report's wrong. I said, "Uh, They said he's getting better. He responded. He squeezed his dad's hand. He's going to be fine. She said, No, he's gone. And I'm sitting here getting choked up now, still 12 years later, because it still hurts that somebody that not only did he open his home to him, he had these kids cut his grass he paid them so much money for lawn care to help you know keep them off the streets and they came back and did this it hurt it still hurts but it's like it'll never stop hurting and to be honest i've been emotional because of the holidays And missing loved ones. And things the way things used to be. But this right here. As a football fan. Makes me emotional. And. The theme of the night. For the Sideline Junkies DC Sports Rundown. Has been biggest critics. Early on. I was Sean Taylor's. Biggest critic. Not because I didn't like him. But because I knew he could be. More when he was, you know, getting in trouble for the ATVs. He was defending himself. I understand that. I just didn't want him to get in trouble. You know, the the, the speeding out in, in uh Virginia. You know, the tickets for that. Um he, he he used to really piss me off with his play sometimes because it was a cowboy game and he was keying in on, on Keyshawn Johnson. And I can't remember the other receiver went right behind him. He was keying in on one side, moving towards Keyshawn. He left the backside open. Cowboys scored, win the game. You know, it it pissed me off. But I, I can tell you this. He made that mistake that one time. He never made it again. And you talk about knowing where he's at. Ask Brett Favre. He was on the right side of the field. Brett Favre threw it to the left while the ball was in the air. Sean closed from one sideline to the other and picked it off. I'm talking about floating out of bounds, gets one foot down, taps the back foot, interception. He picked Brett Favre off, I think, two or three times that game. And just the evolution from the the young kid that made the rookie mistakes to, oh, God, damn it, I don't know where he's at. Fuck it, I got to throw it. And there it is. And all of a sudden, he's picking it off. He's coming up, making plays in the box, hitting running backs, making them fumble. Uh, who was it? Uh, was it Patrick Creighton? He hit Patrick Creighton in the Monday Night Miracle. Made, him, made the ball fly back about 10, 15 yards. He had T.O. so scared to go across the middle that game. In the Pro Bowl, after he hit Brian Moorman, and I, we, we thought he killed him. Thought he killed him. But Brian Moorman popped back up, tapped him on the helmet. He said that I got him to sign that jersey where he left uh, his face mask paint from hitting me. He got him to sign. He said, it's hanging in my basement on the wall. That same game, uh, I can't remember who the AFC quarterback was. But Reggie Wayne was going to do a deep post, and Sean was back there waiting for him. Reggie Wayne pulled his hands back and shook his head. No, he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. That's the fear that he put into receivers, backs, tight ends. Didn't matter. And all his hits were clean. He never left with the crown of his helmet. You got all shoulder. It was either all shoulder or all body. So the thought of what could have been is what makes me so sad because we saw the evolution, not only as a player but as a man, when his daughter was born, you see a lot of pictures with him and his daughter, and and just just a happy him. I just,
1: you know what? That's that's one of the things when you when this time of the year comes up and everybody shares their photos, and he has his daughter in his hands at the park. Your know, Redskins part, it, 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 you know, as a father, it just, that hurts so bad, man. It really does. Like I said, the hell with football. So, uh, this man's life got taken away. Young age, like I said, you he, he made rookie mistakes. He was young. Guess who else, somebody else made a mistake that's a rookie. Mr. Number seven, Dwayne Haskins. Young, trying to learn. Like you said, you, you you make mistakes, you get better. That's the only way you want to get better is making mistakes. But it's just, man, I wish I don't know, man. It just like you said, with this being the holidays, you're already thinking about loved ones in the past. Then as a football fan, you have to deal with this too. Around this time of the year and just know that that his daughter his wife are without him. It's just, it just, it really
0: hurts. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. And then, you know, you start thinking of, you got to realize at that present point when Gibbs 2.0 started, that was January 2004. And as a football fan, I thought life couldn't get no better. The man that the, the 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 only true coach that I knew was coming back. Now in my lifetime, it's only been well at that time it had only been what four coaches, five coaches. So to see Joe Gibbs coming back, I was like the winning ways are coming. Then I I became a father for the first time. You know, I just everything was just moving. And you talk about only person that could have let us through it was Gibbs. I believe that. Greg Williams says Sean Taylor was the greatest player he's ever coached. And they had a special relationship that transcended the football field. It went to families. Sean Taylor used to hang out at Greg Williams' house and chill with his kids. He says uh, in his office, he has, uh, Sean had took white medical tape. And put it all on his face mask. And he was like Sean you can't go out there like that. So they got the trainer to get his helmet. And take the face mask off. So he has that face mask. In his office. But Sean had a backup face mask. With the same white tape on. In the same way. And he went out and played like that. The 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 game. Where him and Clinton Porters got fined for their socks. And I'm still. To this day I'm still looking for those socks. They're uh, ring socks, from ring from top to bottom, but they're burgundy and gold rings. I can't find those socks. If I can find them, I guarantee you, you'll see me rocking those winter, summer, spring, and fall. But it was things like that. Um, the whole, before this Alabama connection, we had the U connection here. You had Clinton, Sean, Taname. You had the U represented hard here. And that swagger, they brung that 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 swagger, cause they were from that time when the University of Miami was the sugar honey iced tea of football. They brought that along with A.R. Reed, uh, the Rock, Frank Gore, all those guys. They were national champions. They had a right to have that sway swagger, and they brought it here. That was a beautiful thing, and. The fan base was so rabid because we were starved for so long. And to be quite honest, it still feels like 12 years ago, November 27th, that's when the wheels fell off. Everything fell apart. I mean, we've had we had the the, the, the run of that run of 07 coming out against Buffalo with the 10-man formation. And, and you know, Buffalo took advantage of it ran for like 45 yards but it's okay we wound up losing that game and then winning the rest of the games to get to the playoffs the run of 09 the 2012 run even the 2015 run I mean we've had times where you know you get happy but it just seems like the wheels fell off that day We just knew everything was going to be consistent again, but it just didn't happen that way. Fate didn't have it in the cards that way. Um, I know I'm, I'm, I'm babbling. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fight my emotions. I promise, BJ, I keep my emotions in check, but I, I can. It's a tough subject, and it always has been, always will be. And you know, the tears come and they go. But one thing I can say is that Sean's memory will live on forever because you got guys like Landon Collins. Uh geez, I can't even name all the players. Uh even guys like uh Sua Cravens, you know, they 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 wanna come here and they wanna play for the Redskins. Landy Collins wanted to wear 21, but uh-uh. that's one thing we not allow. That number needs to be not only taken out of circulation, his number needs to be retired. Uh, if you've ever been to FedEx Field, the same way he left his locker, it's encased in glass in the concourse now. It used to be in the locker room, I believe at Redskins Park, and uh, Jim Zorn had it taken out. He had it taken out because he was like, we need to move on. Well, we moved on from YouTube, Jim. So, but it was one of those things. And I actually have a picture of my two sons standing next to his locker. And the ironic part about it, my youngest son was born in 2008. And we were trying to figure out what to name him. And I said, it's got to be Sean Taylor. I said, I don't care how you spell it, Sean Taylor. And I got, I got overruled, but that was supposed to be his name was supposed to be Sean Taylor. And that was my way of a tribute to Sean. But, I mean, as a football fan, even a video game fan, uh, what was that? Madden, was it, I think it was 05, it had to be 05 I was playing. I had just went and did a retro joint. I tried for two seasons to get Sean Taylor, Redskins wouldn't let him go. When I got Madden 08, I was playing with Jacksonville and I was killing everything. But I was like, him and Reggie Nelson together, oh, that's going to be epic. Let me try to get Sean Taylor, Redskins wouldn't let him go. And to be quite honest, I was deep into that season. I was still in my first season. I haven't played Madden 08 since the day he passed away. I put the game down. I couldn't bring myself to play because I couldn't couldn't bear to see him on the game but not see him in real life. That's how much it hurt, if that makes any sense to you guys. So. I'm just – I'm, I'm going to leave it there. And, B, what you got to wrap up before we go, man?
1: Nothing much, bro. I think we, we we you know, we did good for this D.C. sports rundown. Um, we touched on everything. We'll talk about some capitals in depth a little bit more next time, next go around. They're rolling. I said it before. As long as they stay healthy. You might be bringing another championship. You can have your title town, uh, <laughs> you know. Talk, <laughs> but uh, that's it for tonight, brother. We we did it. We'll be back next week with DC Sports Rundown. We'll talk some more about the Wizards, Capitals, and of course the Washington Redskins. And uh, until then, man. man until the next time.
0: Yeah, uh, and a little bit of sports notes. Um, I don't want I don't want to leave on a on a samba note, but I mean. This is kind of heartbreaking, too. Uh, Arena Football League, the AFL, uh, they ceased operations last month, have filed Chapter 7 uh, bankruptcy, which is the bad kind. Wow. So after 32 years, and it's actually been longer than 32 years. Nope, nope, nope. That's right, 32 years, 87. So after uh, 32 years, the AFL is no more. So, our newly minted, and this team is only, what, two years old, three years old, Washington Valor are no more. Um, that's pretty heartbreaking because with the 16 format, they were guaranteed to make the playoffs. All you had to do was win, win and win. So, hey, they got one before it was all said and done. Maybe just maybe somewhere down the line, it, it can all be resurrected and they go back, so. but well, rest in it, peace to the AFL.
1: The thing is, KG, and then we'll get out of here, man. We've been talking for a minute. Unless – and the XFL is going to experience it too. The other league that just got shut down, unless the NFL is back in the league as an official minor league, no football league can, can fully function and have the support just like the, the G League is fully funded by the NBA. Until well, somebody, huh?
0: They did that before. Who? The NFL, remember? Because they took over uh, when it was the World Football League. They took it over and they made it NFL Europe.
1: Well, I'm just saying. But what I'm saying is these leagues, unless they have NFL backing, they're not going to flourish. The NFL, the XFL is going round two to you know, try to they they I think they learned a lot from last time. But unless the NFL gets on board and that's what happened to this other league that folded. They were trying to be the the basically the 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 scout league for the NFL and the NFL's like, nah, we don't really need you. And once they, they they got that they had to shut down. So I hate to see the the AFL go Arena the football league. Um maybe like you said, maybe somewhere down the line somebody can um you know, maybe, you know, get a couple of teams back going. I mean, you know, it, it, I think for it to be successful, it just, it probably just had to be an East or West Coast thing. That way it is, you know, you don't have to pay a whole lot for travel, but that's another topic for another show. Um, let's get out of here, brother.
0: Well, that is all our time until next time. Uh, Hopefully that may be Friday night. That may be Saturday night for the WrestleManiacs. because we long overdue for that. Got to give up some uh, reactions to SummerSlam. I mean, Summer. I keep saying SummerSlam, Survivor Series. So, and I, I really want to talk to the People's Choice Don Rodriguez about uh, the 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 Broken Skull series on WWE Network. So we'll get into that too. So, for all the fellas on special assignment, that's PJ. Like
1: like always, uh, if you you take, I just want to give a shout out to everybody that supports us, listens to the podcast, any way, shape, or form. You know, even if you listen to it piece by piece, you know, we we truly appreciate you. And uh, just know, you know, you get 100% from us every time we step on these mics, you get get our all, you get raw emotion. And that's, that's what we're going to give you, give you unfiltered version of our sports takes, man. We hope you enjoy it. We always enjoy the feedback. So listen out. Like I said, D.C. Sports Rundown, Sideline Junkies, WrestleManiacs, Tuesday Night Flight, you name it. We got it for you. Just stay tuned.
0: And that's the boss, BJ. I'm the big guy, KG. We are the two of the Sideline Junkies, but we are out of here.
1: Peace.
0: This has been another Sideline Junkies production sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.